Let's uh, bring in Joe Mazzola. Gonna walk me through some numbers here on some stocks. Uh, morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? Morning, Oliver. How are you? I'm looking at a market uh, down, but you know, I guess a tolerable amount. Uh, 85 bips now for the Nasdaq. Uh, PPI uh, this morning not alarming, but uh, you know, I guess compared to CPI, uh, a little bit of a better situation. We come in slightly light instead of slightly warm. Well, so here's the thing. This whole story about the market is, in my opinion, on margins. I think that's what uh, people are looking at forward, forward margins and what that means. And if you look at kind of where we've come from, uh, from the depths of 2020, you, you know, it, it was really these margins uh, in with, within the earnings that were kind of driving a lot of this growth. Now, there was a lot of speculative uh, uh, flurry as, as well, too, as we've seen in some of the names we're going to talk about here today, just just massive uh, retracements in value. But overall, the S&P 500 is really starting to see that plateau uh, on that margin story. And if that continues, you know, that 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 just is going to continue the case for some of this uh, compression in terms of the multiples. Because if uh, unless you get that margin expansion to kind of uh, pick back up, you're going to have a hard time kind of keeping uh, the, the market moving forward or even finding a bottom. Now, I do agree with your prior guess, and I thought you made some very uh, insightful responses that, look, at some point, right, uh, you, you, you've got to find some, some bargains within this market. It's just the hard part of this market is that it, it's sentiment-driven right now. Um, it's one of those markets where it's probably the pendulum is probably going to have to swing a little too far uh, one way before people really start dipping in for some of those value trades. Now, uh, when we look to see kind of how to define those value trades, it looks like the market basically is interested in energy stocks, uh, uh, mm -hmm. materials and staples. Actually, not that we kind of lost materials, basically energy staples. Uh, we lost healthcare too. We even lost real estate. Uh, over the last uh, week or so as real estate got blasted. Uh, so it kind of makes me wonder, okay, how does a growth Mortgage stock- Mortgage rates, right? Yeah, exactly. So how does a growth stock turn into a value stock quickly, slowly, over years? Um, you know, uh, what about uh, you know GM and Ford this morning? A double downgrade, Wells Fargo says to sell them. And these are businesses that were trying to go from, from value to growth, taking part in that big EV trade. They had a great, you know, 2021. 20, uh, they had a pretty good year. And then uh, now it's like all the errors come out and, and people are jumping ship. I'm going back to that margins argument again, Oliver. I mean, the bottom line is that the supply costs, the raw material costs are really putting uh, pressures on the vehicles that are going to matter most. And if they continue to rotate from uh, you, you know, the, the gas power to the electric power. And, and, you know, that is the thought going forward. If they can't, uh, if they can't get those raw materials that they need, those are really going to cut into, um, uh, cut into margins because at this point, unless they have pricing power, they continue to raise those prices and they're going to need to, I think it's a story that we're going to talk about Rivian as well too, is unless, uh, they have that, uh, elasticity where they can kind of raise those prices and still have buyers uh, for those for those automobiles, they're going to have a hard time kind of maintaining that growth. And uh, with the shift that they've already uh, discussed that they're moving forward with, uh, you know, by 2030, almost being fully electric for the whole fleet. So, you know, we, we it's really going to come down to how quickly they can get those raw materials. And, and that's why, you know, to a certain extent, Tesla has outperformed because yeah. they have a better supply chain management. That's a good point. 
Tesla, you know, relative to a lot else, pretty much everything in the EV space, Tesla has done mm -hmm. uh, quite well, even though it's trading at 700 bucks right now, 703 Tesla. Uh, just looking at the market real quick, NASDAQ down about 200 points, so a little, a little pop at the open was quickly faded. Uh, bulls didn't really get anywhere there yeah. at the opening bell. Uh, Bitcoin down about 4% up off the overnight, overnight lows. Uh, and dollar up right now 66 bips, so trying to push back to uh, the overnight highs. Definitely got a risk off tone here. Uh, but a few that are working, you know, uh, I think we should try and give some appreciation to the up movers. We got Bumble, the dating app, up nine and a half percent. You know, maybe a reopening trade, maybe just profitability. Investors are happy to see a younger company actually making money at this point. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, uh, but to be honest with you, Oliver, no, I don't partake in that company, so I don't have a lot of experience really? with it, but I do know that they increase. No, not even if you did, you wouldn't say on air. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance, not a chance. <laughs> but look, this is one of those companies that saw a 38% revenue increase, $155 million. Uh, and, and I think what's more important is, is the t total payer usage, right? I mean, that was something that when we looked at some of the, uh, the streaming apps out there, you know, they, they lost payer usage. Uh, where you're seeing a company now that's growing at, uh, and, I, and the total average revenue per paying user, which I think is also important, has grown uh, to 22.76 from about a 1999 um, mark that they previously had. They also got uh, kind of a new slew of uh, offerings coming out. So you know, there's non-dating efforts uh, that they're that they're testing as well too. Their their BFF uh, program and then right. um, some online experience and events uh, through Beekey and, and Bumble initiative. So once again, uh, not too familiar with those, but uh, you know, when you're when you're when you're looking at the tape and you see a company that's actually doing well within that space relative to uh, you know the, the rest of the companies we're going to look at. Um, you know, it, it, it is nice to see something printing. Although, look, it is still down from a $60 high down to uh, 19 bucks. So, you know, it's all relative right at this point. Hey, the numbers are the numbers. And uh, when uh, they're yeah. hitting the bottom line, uh, top line, uh, you know, uh, also uh, it, a little bit above the expectations. Uh, some of the um, earnings from a year ago have kind of dropped a little bit. But the fact that they came 13 cents when the market was looking for them to lose three cents, uh, that right there is a, a nice uh, break from a lot of the recent trend we're seeing in growth companies. You know, well, arguably, I think a surprising response this morning is the move that's happening at Sonos. I know you know a little something about music and speakers. You know, the fact that Sonos is it. up, this is a stock that's been punished quite a bit and, um, you know, it has struggled a little bit. Um, but now, I, you know, it's an interesting rally this morning, up 8%. Seems like um, you know they're uh, uh, pushed to try and make some uh, cheaper entry level type stuff. Might you know might be working? They just debuted a two hundred eighty dollars soundbar, which is by far the cheapest thing Sonos has to offer, from from what I can tell. Yeah, I mean, look, they came in at uh, twenty six cents non gap EPS, beat by nine cents. Revenue is around four hundred million. It's up twenty percent year over year. That's a that's a story to be told. Uh, you know, the stock is down about 50%, you know, very similar to some of the other names as well. But um, I think what you want to keep an eye on with this one, just just like uh, we talked about at the beginning, is the margins. And you're seeing a little bit of uh, compression in that margin story. It's down about uh, 500 basis points or, you know, 5% uh, for those of you who don't speak in basis point language. Uh, it, I, it, the, I think what the street likes about it is they are maintaining their revenue outlook uh, for the year. 
And when we kind of go back to the beginning of the earnings period here, and one of the things that we talked about was that, hey, look, guidance is so critical right now. And if you got a company that's already had their stock uh, kind of halved, and they say, look, we're maintaining revenue guidance going forward, the stock's probably going to get a little bit of a bump here uh, just because a lot of that carnage has already been done. Okay. Uh, solid revenue growth. I mean, we've seen bigger numbers for other companies, but um, you know, this is uh, enough to uh, spur a little bit of buying appetite. And Sonos has come off quite a bit from the high of uh, the COVID period. People staying at home, you know, fixing up their entertainment systems mm -hmm. and such, uh, having a little bit more uh, extra income than usual, and being able to outlay for a costly uh, entertainment device. Uh, but it's still well above uh, the COVID pre pre-COVID highs, which were about $15. So we're still you know, a little shy $6 above that. Uh, I'd be curious to see if uh, Sonos can find a little stability here and, and try and hold on to that because uh, you know, it's not a, a super complex you know, business. It's not like, you know, I get that you know, probably got a COVID lift because of the you know, price point. People were able, better able to afford it as personal incomes went up. People bought homes and upgraded, but at the same time, you know, just thinking about it from a, a consumer discretionary perspective, it's a good product for sure. It's a high-end product, but it's, it's a good product. I just, I hope, I don't think it's like a Peloton situation where it's too, too expensive. No, no, and I think for most people, as you mentioned, they lower the price point a bit, so it is. Uh, yeah. The affordability index has kind of gone up, and I, you know, if you look, I was taking a look over here on the chart on a weekly candle. It's got a chance to kind of put in what you would call a bit of a hammer on the on the weekly charts. It kind of broke through um, some decent support levels here, especially around that 22. But if they can put in that, that weekly candle, uh, it might have an opportunity to kind of maybe rally back towards, uh, you know, those, those levels, those 24, $26 levels where it kind of broke from before. So, you know, from a, from a charts perspective, it's already, I think, done some of the damage. Uh, and if it can kind of hold and maybe rally uh, into the end of the week, uh, this could be something that, you know, maybe you're looking at a bit of a temporary bottom here. Okay. All right, uh, let's uh, go to a stock that has no bottom, Beyond Meat. Uh, uh, you know, I'm tempted to make Beyond puns, but I, I won't. You know, uh, step on their head when they're drowning. 14% uh, lower. You know, I thought people love this yeah. stuff and eat it. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, maybe they're just spending too much on marketing, advertising, uh, production. Yeah. Maybe they're uh, not going to catch on. I, I don't really know how to read into this at this point. I just know that. Uh, the stock continues to lose money, and the uh, reopen trade is intact. It's in swing. People are going back to restaurants, and they've been integrated into the traditional dining uh, industries, but they still lose way more than people expected, and they missed sales. And I'm going back to that margin story. You're probably going to hear it you know, from me a thousand times over the course of the year here, Oliver. I mean, look, they have no margins. They have gross margins of 0.2%. That means there's no room for error, which means right. that anything that they're doing, you know, from the marketing, as you mentioned, with sales expenses, that just continues to cut into that. And there's just, there's, it's going to be difficult for them to grow in that environment. Here's the other thing too. You, you've got, you got a, a pricing declines. I mean, that's really what that means, right? Is they, you know, they, they don't have any pricing power for uh, their products. You have pricing declines in the middle of one of the you know, biggest food inflationary uh, environments that we've seen now i mean part of that is because of the products that go into uh you know uh, making uh, making their you know, their food so to speak uh but it's just, it, they're having a really hard time i mean they're having a really hard time to miss by 60 cents uh on the estimates revenues at 110 million only up 1.2 percent year over year that missed by two million dollars so 
they're, they're kind of stumbling out of the gate and we've just been stumbling basically since that 160 high. I mean, look, we're trading what, $23 right now? I mean, these are these are historic moves in, in some companies, as, as you mentioned, that when, when we were looking at these stay home names and everybody was talking about the growth potential, uh, people forget, you know, at some point, you got to look at you got you got to look at profit. You got to look at free cash flow. And if they're not generating either, they're going to have a hard time continuing in this business. Especially, like I said, when you are looking at gross profits of basically zero, uh, it, that that that's a hard model. Yeah, that is a really good point <laughs> on the margin. Uh, no room for error whatsoever. And uh, there's some errors here. Uh, so stock gets punished. We carve out new lows. Uh, well, one more we got to hit though that did lose some money, but uh, is getting a little bit of a benefit of the doubt from the street. Rivian, the uh, automaker with the big Illinois plant they're working on and churning out a, a decent amount of cars, some trucks. And it seems like the market's uh, finally getting a little bit of relief, but uh, all the relief rallies in Rivian have been faded over and over again. So it seems like a, a yeah. dangerous entry point even uh, with the strength this morning. Well, I mean, look, a lot, of, a lot was made of the Ford sale of 8 million shares post lockup around what, 2680 or so. They still got 94 million shares. So it's, it's they didn't unload their entire position. But you know, Rivian missed and they and they missed by a, a pretty handy amount. I think with your, when you're looking at the stock itself, what could be, you know, a potential for some bottom forming is the fact that they did reaffirm, reaffirm their annual guidance. And I think most importantly, they were reaffirmed that, that they had the 25,000 units of production. I think that was critical. Uh, they reaffirmed that, um, you know, but just like we talked about with Ford and GM, their supply and their raw material costs uh, are, are an issue. And that's not going to change anytime soon. Uh, but, you know, they, I do think that the street did like the fact that the, they reaffirmed their guidance and they have a strong order backlog. Uh, but if they can't produce that at that 25,000 uh, clip, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about the story uh, to, to, with the same tone later on this year. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, loss. On the bottom line, but uh, production number of cars, you know, being the uh, priority here, and uh, a thousand trucks produced uh, but undelivered to customers. So, all right, I got a long ways to go for sure. I mean, you kind of see why uh, this has been such a volatile trade. One of my favorite things here is when you look at the uh, uh, the width of of the price targets. Basically, sixty-seven on, on one side and twenty-four on the other, and both were lowered right to those oh, sixty-seven and twenty-four. As we used to say on the floor, you can drive a truck through that market. However, no pun intended, <laughs> but uh, that just showing you intended. that people are all over the place. Yes, pun was intended. That's what's going on. All right, nice work, Joe Mazzola, Rivian up twelve percent right now. Appreciate it, Joe, taking us through the movers this morning. You're a man. Yeah.